Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Welcome to the Big Daily Blend, everybody. Today is February 17th, 2024, and it is World Pangolin Day. This day is observed annually on the third Saturday in February, and it's important. Why? Because pangolins are the most trafficked mammal in the world. It's amazing. Uh, These animals are found in Asia, and they're found also in Africa. There are eight different species, but they are all under threat from poaching and also from habitat loss. So today we want to celebrate pangolins, raise awareness, and uh, really help those nonprofits that are out there fighting the good fight to save them in Africa and Asia. So now the pangolin, you know, that name is quite interesting. It actually comes from the word pangolung, which is the Malay word for roller, because pangolins, when they are in a self-defense mode, they roll up into a little ball or a big ball, if it's one of the large pangolins. Uh, They are very protective. Actually, a lot of people say, you know, they look like armadillos. And so that's also the interesting thing. They are not related to an armadillo whatsoever, though they both wear this suit of armor, uh, which is pretty cool. I think they're both cool animals. Uh, But actually, you know, pangolins do not like water, but armadillos, I've seen them get in water in Louisiana. They will hang out there. They'll also eat your plants, but they're still really cute. Uh, pangolins, um, they do roll for self-defense, but they also use their scales. Their scales are keratin, which is uh, like our nails and our hair, kind of like rhino horn. Uh, rhino, it's not quite horn, but it's like hair all matted together. Um, so it's really mostly like our fingernails and toenails, and it covers their skin. And they're pretty much the only known mammal with this feature where they're completely covered. And and we were talking about self-defense. Well, apparently, um, they can also get a little stinky like skunks and emit quite a nice odor. odor excuse me. I'm not, and I'm being sarcastic about the nice, a quite toxic smelling uh, odor from, you know, back there. Just kind of like how a skunk will spray. So that's part of their way of uh, having defense from predators. So they curl up into a ball um, and then their scales kind of act like an armor and protects them and their face will tuck under their tail and then they may spray. So that's part of what they do. They also have sharp claws and they use that to burrow into ant and termite mounds and also for climbing. So they do eat tons of insects like millions of insects and ants, just like ant eaters. So a lot of people do kind of call them the armored ant eater. And uh, so their their skin is kind of like a pine cone, basically. They're a pine cone. Uh, so they uh, eat mostly, you know, ants and termites, and they use their tongues to get them. Some of them live in hollow trees or burrows, depending on the species. And they're pretty quiet. Most of them are nocturnal. There's a few that are uh, that hang out during the day, but most of them like to hang out at night and go eat. Um, But they're kind of loners, and uh, they kind of meet only to mate and produce a litter. Um, And a litter will only be one to three offspring, and then they raise it for two years. So two years for an offspring for an animal, um, that's kind of a long time. So no wonder they want their quiet time. So yeah, they're, I was talking about their scales earlier. They are pretty sharp too. So that's interesting to know. And when we talk about their tongues, 
their tongues are long. They have these short legs, the sharp claws, and then they've got these really long, skinny tongues. So the really large pangolins, some of them can extend their tongues as long as 16 inches. That's a long tongue, and the diameter is only about half an inch. So that tongue knows to go. It's kind of like a sticky tongue going in there in termite holes and ant hills. I remember living in Kenya and South Africa. We used to get these giant termite hills, like just these mounds. I mean, like huge uh, termite and, mar and ant hills, uh, red dirt. And you'd get anteaters out there, which were pretty cool. But pangolins are also part of that area. So most of their threats, as I was saying earlier, is poaching, mostly for their meat and scales. Um, and then also in China China and Vietnam, their scales are believed to have medicinal properties in traditional medicine from those countries. And so their meat is also considered a delicacy. 100,000 of them are estimated to be trafficked a year to China and Vietnam, which basically means over a million of them have been trafficked and killed over the past decade. This is part of what makes them the most trafficked mammal or even animal in the world. Um, and then, of course, there's deforestation and also the decrease in habitat for their area. The deforestation is really a big deal. And so, yeah, they are on, uh, I was just reading about this here, uh, two of them are vulnerable on the red list of threatened species by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. So again, this is so important to be aware of these animals and do something. Uh, at least talk about it and let people know about it because here the United States has a huge demand for pangolin products. Yeah, for their leather. So we're using in this country uh, their leather for boots, bags, and belts. Do we need to do that? really. So maybe it's, you know, really good to know about it and be aware of what you're purchasing and checking out. Is this, you know, leather from cattle um, or is this leather from a pangolin that is really on the endangered and threatened list? The entire species, um, I would hate to be personally be part of that. Um, I would hate to be one of those that ends up taking out like the last pangolin. That would suck. So anyway, just saying that would, it was kind of sad, you know. So in June 2020, though, we've got some good news about China. They increased protection for their native Chinese pangolin uh, to the highest level, which closed an important loophole for cons consumption of the species inside the country. And the government also will not allow the use of pangolin scales in traditional medicine. This is a huge win that given that actually just in their area alone, um, 195,000 pangolins, pangolins were trafficked in 2019 just for their scales. So this is a big deal. So China is stepping up to something positive, and I think we should uh, really be happy about that. And hopefully nudge on uh, some of our laws as well to maybe not allow pang pangolin products to be you know, trafficked into our country. So there's some nonprofits that we can support not only can we celebrate today being a World Pangolin Day by sharing photos and getting people to see what cute little creatures they are. Well, there's the big ones with the big tongues. But, you know, we can share things on social media. Uh, we can also support some of the nonprofits out there doing the good work in really trying to mitigate trafficking, killing, poaching, and deforestation. So some of them are 
pangolincrisisfund.org. That's a website. And I'm going to link these in the show notes. As always, we always put links in the show notes, whether you're listening on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, wherever it is, check out the links. There's pangolincrisisfund.org. The famous wildlife artist, David Shepard, uh, also has an incredible nonprofit that has been going for over 40 years with great success. And the website for what they're doing for pangolins, you can just go to davidshepard.org. They're also on Facebook, very active there. You can go to davidshepard.org forward slash species forward slash pangolins. They really focus on uh you know, the wildlife species that are in critical danger and pangolins, as we were talking about, being the most trafficked, definitely on that critical list. So davidshepherd.org, Of course, worldwildlife.org. Uh, they have been around for a gazillion years and do great work. And yes, there's admin. We hear reports on nonprofits having admin, but admin makes things happen. So it's everything depends. But uh, World Wildlife Fund has kept up and done a great job over the years. And then there's also a nonprofit called SavePangolins.org you may want to check out. Obviously, I always say when you go on nonprofits, uh, check and see what they're doing online and social media. Are they current? Are they communicating with their members and their donors? That's a good way to find out if they're a good nonprofit and see what kind of news they're doing. Are they in the media creating awareness? Definitely would say DavidShepard.org is a site to go to and Pangolin Crisis Fund definitely both doing uh, the top work there. So thank you all for listening here to a very short Big Daily Blend podcast focusing on the beautiful and unique pangolin. Take care. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.